0: Listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, the 2021 March Badness Champion. The votes are in, the tallies have been counted, it's all over, but the crying people. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. March Badness bracket busting special edition here we announce oh, the yeah. champion. My name is Baco, and I am joined as always by the bad
1: bad LC Fox. Good morning LC. Good morning to you. I'm excited. The uh this journey is coming to coming to a uh a climactic end. It has been um Almost to, to the tee,
0: what I want, what, what I was hoping it would be, and maybe even a little <laughs> bit better, uh, from yeah. uh, you, Chris and Aaron, uh, bringing your own selection of uh, of eight to add to the the group of thirty to, to make the group of thirty two. Uh, to the the people voting, um, I, I mean, I, I I had like a minimum number of votes I was hoping to get on average, and we we exceeded that, so I, I was happy with that. Uh, a lot of close comp contests, but a lot of blowouts too. So, um, it, I don't know. Did did you enjoy the process? You know, I mean, uh, uh you you seem to give me the the hardest time uh, as far as how this whole thing was going to work, but yet once we started, you really didn't seem to, you didn't seem that confused once things got rolling.
1: No, I mean, I mean, as it went along, it, it, you know, my my bracket, you know, definitely wasn't completely carved in stone um, because because it because it changed and it was different and there was a lot of uh, right. mayhem that the methods didn't follow and, and well, that was a and, close you know, one though. Yeah, final four, and, baby. And exactly, and and you know, so it, it was exciting. There was definitely upsets, and it shows that doesn't matter what. Uh, be it sports or terrible albums, there's no way to completely predict the the outcome. Um, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it,
0: it, it definitely. Well, one person predicted the outcome.
1: Uh, but, well, the out the outcome, but 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 uh, the journey wasn't the. Oh, but, it was. I mean, Gorky insane.
0: Park. I I threw that in there as a lark, and now I'm kind of rooting for Gorky Park next year. I really. Uh, uh, I was kind <laughs> of. I, I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, it it held in really close in that second round, almost making it to the elite eight. But uh, the fact that it even won the uh, the as an eight seed the first uh, first round was was quite a an eye opener for me. I'm um, also finding out like uh, there's people who actually liked a lot of these records. You know, I mean, like Extreme Three was one that got uh, some blowback. Uh, and uh, the the Pretty Boy Floyd record that I picked, I'm like, I didn't. I honestly, I think I said it in one of the the recaps that I had no idea anybody liked that record, but uh, other than yeah, the, but the members of Pretty I, Boy Floyd.
1: Can I say I, I should have? Right now, I can I can already predict Gorky Park winning because Russia will of <laughs> course interfere with the election. <laughs> Putin, <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, oh man, he's gonna take his shirt off, hop on a horse, and. <laughs>
1: campaign across <laughs> across the country for it.
0: So yeah, so those who were, were voting, first of all, thank you. Um, uh, and uh, the, the championship game was extremely close. The winner won by nine total votes. Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, uh, I, if you were paying attention, it came down to Metallica and Lou Reed's Lulu record. And Peter Chris, one for all. We'll be announcing the winner here in just a minute. But, uh, yeah, so I I think we could do this again next year. I think Chris and Aaron were the, the perfect two guys to bring on for this. Uh, they seemed to kind of mesh with what we were doing, but at the same time bring their own kind of bad records. ZZ Top Afterburner was something I would have never thought about, but that actually really did
1: uh, very well in the bracket. Yeah, that's, that was definitely an interesting one, too. Um, the only thing, the only criticism I say about this whole process is it is much easier just for you and I to go, Is this album suck? It sure does. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and I
0: say, I, I am volunteering to do all the, the counting again uh, next year, so, but... <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, that's just it. <laughs> so, I, I, if it, if it happens, look, we'll, we'll, we got a year to figure it out, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can get it done, but uh, if not, we'll figure something else out like we do every year. Sure. But, uh, anyway... As as the voting went on, I would like to note that people seem to grasp the whole concept a little better. A lot of people were voting that hadn't listened to the episode, and uh, so a couple of those first round matchups might have gone a different way or been a little tighter. Uh, has some of the people? I know there was a handful, but it seemed like by the time we were in the second half of the first round. People really understood what was going on, and, can I, and then can I you say started that seeing debates. That is,
1: that is Facebook tradition, and that is uh, commenting on the headline before reading the article. Yeah, yes. it's one
0: of your favorite uh, social media habits.
1: Yes, uh, but uh,
0: please continue.
1: At least it's consistent.
0: Before we actually name the winner, though, I'd like to read just the heading of one of the reviews I found uh, mm. for this album on Amazon. And this comes from Amazon user Grant, and it simply says, please don't make me listen to this ever again. So that, oh. that's a precursor. That could really fit either record, don't you think? Yeah, and, and most of
1: our our podcast reviews.
0: All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead. Let's announce the winner. Um, uh, with a di- With a margin of nine votes... Metallica Lulu did not win Peter Chris, One for All Ooh. is the 2021 March Badness bracket winning album of, uh, of I guess 2021 I already saw that <laughs> yeah. congratulations
2: Peter you suck the ball is there you are you're running for your life you have a shooting star and all the years no Knows, with the heart you worked, but now it shows In one shining moment you reached inside One shining moment you knew you were alive Feel the beat of your heart, feel the wind in your face more than a contest
1: it's more than a race yeah okay. can you break that down how, how how it was across the uh the three different voting uh groups who kind of pulled it up ahead or does that matter well, in our group, uh, it was,
0: first of all, it was close in all three. Uh, it only won by uh, two votes on Twitter, but it it had a little bit bigger victory in the on the Decibel Geek group. Uh, but in the Cobras and Fire group page, it, Lulu actually won, but not not by enough to. Uh, Surpassed the margins that he had gained on the other two groups. So, like I said, it was it was only nine votes total uh, that separated the, uh, the the two albums. So it was very close. And actually, uh, halfway through, about twelve hours into it, Lulu was ahead. So you know, and typically at about the halfway point, things are going to most of the ones that were leading won. You know, there wasn't too many come from behind uh, wins.
1: Yes, I have to say that that. When this news came out, I was, I'm not sure if I was relieved or not. <laughs> it was, like, was like, it was, it, it, you know what I mean? Like at least it's shorter, this, it's shorter. Uh, there's, it's less dense. Yeah. Um, uh, it's both, both people's, I, you know, it is, man, they're both terrible, <laughs> terrible albums to, to choose from. So yeah, I mean, um, what was your reaction
0: um, I was a little relieved, but the, the the downside is that means Lulu is eligible for next year. And uh, um, looking at the way Lulu ran the tournament, this was the only ch- challenge Lulu saw. It pretty much blew the doors off every one it, it went up against. Uh, so I I mean, I almost want to ban a Lulu from further competition for some kind of like think we can. substance I, I think abuse, we can. some some sort of like, you
1: know, cheating scandal. You know what? I think right now we call it. Lulu is off the table because it's not an official band release. Hey, there we go. Uh... (laughs) It's neither a Lou Reed nor a Metallica release. It's somewhere. It's a solo random project. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? I uh, yeah. if any type of loophole we can come up with, I'm going to support. Um, Please, let's, uh, let's let's
0: let's write it up. All right. Well, let me get into some more of these Amazon reviews uh, for Peter's album uh, because I, I couldn't read too many of them without exposing who it was. So, one of the, the this is listed as the top critical review. This comes from a guy named Jamie Fury who says, "What the fuck? Sadly, Peter Christ has lost his way on this album. Songs have no punch to them, and they pass with a whimper." Uh, Here's a positive one. The Catman roars back. Uh, This review opens up with, before anything else, I'm a KISS fan since I was nine. So now we already know this guy has no objectivity. (laughs) While I can't equal the previous reviewer in breaking this work down academically as he can, I will say I love it. It's very touching, and it's very Peter. I happen to agree that this is very much a Peter Chris
1: album. Can I add one comment to it while yeah. you were while you were reading that review? I could actually hear the sound of chips being crunched. Uh. <laughs> oh, you might want to hold on to your chip comment. Okay, go ahead.
0: One here's another one from this. Just says Amazon customer. Uh, one for all is nowhere as bad as the haters say. I don't get the hate for this album. I've been to 12-plus mom-and-pop stores and even more big retailers, including Best Buy, and never saw a copy of this album. Th- thanks to the homework challenge on the uh, Three Sides of the Coin podcast. <laughs> my reply to it and co-host Mark Cicchini and Amazon between 9:21 and 9:29, my Android Vice has spun Amazon's digital download uh, One to twice a day for nine days, this guy listened to it. So he goes on to give a fucking really boring review. Uh, wow. But yeah, so uh, Mark Cicchini uh, can take credit for at least one digital sale of this album. Oh, good. All right. I uh, got another one here from a guy named uh, Steven Brosbeck. Always love to have a Steven. Uh, this CD is sad. It's depressing. I had to force myself to listen to it completely. Yes, it's that bad. I rated it one star because Amazon does not give me the option of zero stars. Um, Peter says this I, CD is for yeah. his fans. What fans want to hear this?
1: I think that was actually me that wrote that.
0: Very oh. concise. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was posted very recently. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I actually purchased the album uh, for this episode. Ooh. Uh on Amazon, so I can go leave my own review here. All right, here's this is another one that I like from Jay Lenglet. Uh, oh, God, drunk uncle at karaoke night. I really have to wonder <laughs> about this guy's sanity. Sounds like it was recorded in someone's bathroom on a Tascam, and we'll get into that. Is he drunk? This is like a really bad demo tape from a 40-year-old car used car salesman who decided to make a record one night with no previous
1: training. I think these guys are using our material. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right. I got one more I'm just going to read. Uh, and then I got a bit from an official review that I found, too. This is one more yeah. Amazon review. I'm just going to read the, the headline. We should. This comes from Apparato Pop, whoever that is. We should pay this guy not to make any more albums ever. So that was his reaction to listening to One for All. And uh, from a, a place called uh, um, uh, uh, Sputnik.com. Uh, this is the only official review I could find, and this is—I'm just going to read the, the the very first sentence. I decided to be lazy tonight and write an easy review on a shitty album. It's easier to hear tear something down than build it up. So he goes on to give this uh, one star out of five. So,
1: if I could jump in here for a moment Absolutely. with all this in, in, yes. in, inspirational, inspirational yes. uh, yeah. research and, and 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 talk that we're having so far. But as far as the actual awareness that this album existed, I just want to hit on a few things here. Okay. So for me, I, I didn't actually know that this album was a thing. Um, and that's coming from a Kiss fan until maybe this podcast started. And that's, yeah. that's an honest, honest statement. Like, like they, for some reason, you know, this is the, the era where in early 2000s or whatever that Gene decided to, to uh, share his asshole with The World, and put out his solo album, and then random, Randomly Live to Win came out around 05, 06, or whatever it was. Oh six, 06. And then this guy, so this was the third in line um, to kind of just come out. And, and if I remember right, since this came out in 07, this was before Ace's number. Ace's solo album return came back too, right? Yeah, Anomaly, Anomaly was 09, you're right. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is a slow decade of coming out with releases. Um, this thing... I never saw it, but but even even the the the, the album cover where it says "One for All" <laughs> and you see this this globe, and if you notice uh, on the globe, the United States is not even like whatever the picture they took, it's not even the right side of the globe where he lives. I believe I believe Australia okay. is on the cover from, a, from um, but when you look at that and it's got all the countries, yeah, on the side it's got of the it, edge uh, of
0: the states. You see Africa and South South America there. All right,
1: fine, whatever. New but York is in there. But, but when you look at it, does it scream? Does the album cover represent what you think this thing is going to sound like to begin with?
0: Hmm, no, not at all. Um, and, and the album cover is horrible, and it's probably
1: the best thing about the, the record. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, uh... and, and, and the fact that the genre that it's even in is officially, per Wikipedia, soft rock. And mm. on Megaforce, so you've got Megaforce <laughs> as the label, and soft rock as the genre. Let's put those two things to, yeah. to get together to begin with. But uh, yeah, so so July twenty third two thousand seven. This is right when uh, I think one of the reasons is is uh, uh, life wise I, I was moving and everything at the time, so somehow this slipped by. But, but this is the only I can just tell you that from that end of it though that is, is a kiss release of of either a solo project, or whatever. This is the first album release that I was I was unaware of from this band that slipped by me. Do Not, you see my meaning? I do. Now I I was
0: aware of it. I went to 3 Best Buys the day it came out <laughs> because um if you bought it so at terrible. Best Buy it, it there was the, like the early editions were going to be autographed by Peter. Um Okay. All three of them had no copies, which led me to believe all three of them probably had one copy. Now this was like still when people were buying CDs, so it was still they were still putting these things out. Oh yeah, on the shelf, you know what I mean. Um, But also, this was also like when someone like Peter, there wouldn't be. 15 copies to each store you'd get one or two anyway i after that i really other than when i was in a best buy or a record store i i stopped making an effort i ended up streaming it a few years later and uh, i was like i dodged a bullet with this one um (laughs) okay and the weird thing is now as a collector if i see this in a store and it's not ridiculously marked up i'll probably pick it up uh just just to have that that little slot in my collection filled but uh uh, anyway, but that's more just as the music end. But although, who knows? I've been downsizing all that shit. I might look at that thing and go, do I really want this? Because I do know what it sounds like, especially after this fucking week. Um, did you have anything more uh, you wanted to get in? Uh, before we started the record, I had a snip, uh, a piece from Peter's book I wanted to read.
1: Uh Nothing specific. I just wanted to know a little bit about the uh, mm-hmm. many facts you have about the, the all star band that he got together and, and, and things of that nature. Well, no. let's talk a little bit about the musicians he's got listed on here. Now, Mark
0: Montague, I know, is in his Chris Cat One project, and I think Mike McLaughlin was too, but I, um, my Google search machine isn't working right now, so I couldn't confirm that this morning. I forgot to take care of that ahead of time. So apologies to the listeners, but uh, uh, those two names uh, stuck out to me. Um, but then, of course, you got. Will Lee, uh, who apparently uh, Peter paid a good chunk of money to come on and play five songs. There's one song Will agreed to
1: play for free that we'll get to that that'll probably. Well, Will Lee is from the world's most dangerous band. Yes,
0: yes uh, the David Letterman uh, show, uh, the, the David Letterman house band, the, the Late Show, all that good stuff. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, yeah, he is. You know, also a a well-seasoned studio musician him and Anton Fig get a ton of work you know um which is why they really don't really fit in that kind of regular band dynamic I, I think uh, Anton Figg would would tell you himself the tv gig and then just being in New York doing studio work really fits him better than like joining a band as much as uh people you know love his work with Freely's comment, would like to see him do something like that that was really never his bag
1: Gotcha.
0: These guys are pros. They don't do drugs. They don't drink. They just show up on time, knock out the track, and go home. Um, they don't want to hang out and, and, and potty. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just... uh, I, beyond that, it says it was produced by Peter, right? Um, and uh, we'll get into the production. But um...
1: <laughs> Anybody else you want to mention that's the, one of the
0: musicians? Um, not at this point. I mean, is, was it okay. someone that you okay. wanted to bring so gonna... up? I mean, Paul Schaefer uh, the, supposedly appears on a song or two. I don't know which one. Yeah, that's ones. what I mean.
1: Just imagining Paul Schaefer uh, with him in any way, shape, or form is, is amusing to me.
0: I, I would like to mention that in the credits, it does not list any orchestra, even though Peter talks about learning how to mix a 20-string section of, of uh, like a, something like that. But uh, I, we'll get I'm, into
1: that as we go, too. But... One other thing, too, is just the fact that George Marino supposedly mastered this thing. Well, you know, the,
0: I, I, I believe that to a certain extent, but I don't think this thing was... I mean, I think George p- pressed a button and left the room if he did.
1: Okay. Um, it's just a name that you usually... That's a hot, a bigger name. For
0: yeah, well, album. he gets a lot of work, you know what I mean? Uh, sure. But he also did all the the first run of uh, Kiss CDs, and a lot of those suck, so... Uh, Fair I'm, enough. I mean, he might just be a guy who just works really hard and and, you know, cranks it out, but... Okay. All right. Just uh, so a really quick snippet from uh, Peter's book here. So this is uh, he had basically just released the album. He had a record uh, signing at at the village, um, some uh, a record store in the village, which is I, I assume he's talking somewhere in New York City there. Um, and things seem to be looking good. Uh, so here after that though he says, so imagine how devastated I was when the CD failed. I really believed it would sell. I thought the fans would want to scour the lyrics to see if there was any dirt in them. After all that work, recording, going into the city to mix it, like going all the way into the city to mix this thing, all that money, I was crushed. I never really wanted to wear all those hats. I'd rather be a member of a team than a boss any day, but I wasn't just one guy in a band. I was the guy. So this failure was all on me. I couldn't even blame the producer. I was the producer. Way to step up and take some ownership, Pete. Are you impressed? uh <laughs> it doesn't make me feel any better for sitting through that I, I before we start the record how many spins did you give it? I gave it about five or six
1: <laughs> well for me my, my process was a little different because because i i uh and this is not an exaggeration I fell asleep multiple times yeah uh, lis- listening to this to this album so I would listen to the first half several times and then the second half was was uh I'm gonna say I've heard it in full probably three times. Okay, uh, different, but, but it's it, it was it was a struggle. I gotta tell you,
2: you yeah,
1: it was not fun at any one of the listenings that I had. No, I, I mean I, I guess uh, uh, I'm not sure where, where you are going exactly here, but I'm just you know listening to this album. I can only imagine the peter chris party mm. mixtape that he has for people coming over to his <laughs> for, to his house which just has to be the most when you're talking about like will lee and paul schaefer not hanging around to, to party right you gotta, gotta get out of there man yeah. If this is if this is the zone of stuff that you're playing all the time and i understand this is a genre of music and, and everything like that but still i mean oof, come on <laughs>
0: I w I wasn't surprised that it was ballady. that is kind of Peter's thing. But there's
1: good ballads. Listen, I'm not you know what? Let's not, yeah, let's get it why don't we start getting that, into that's it? That's fine. Yeah, please, let's go.
0: All right. Well the the one of the the, the, the missed opportunities was not opening the, the album with track two, but we'll get to that.
1: So <gasps> uh, it opens up
0: with the title track, One for All.
2: I left the church this morning. On my way back home When I got there My wife was crying She told me something went wrong Something went wrong I sat and watched in amazement the sky turns so black people running everywhere oh so scared felt like the world
1: Did you manage to stay awake through all of the first song? (laughs) I think actually the first time I did not, no. Because I (laughs) I, I finally committed. Because what I would do is it was almost like that, like, dreaded homework assignment or whatever yeah. so i'd finally like lay down in the bed put on the headphones for a second grab grab some some uh a paper to do some notes because i gotta put the work in and yeah. everything knuckle down <laughs> as you like to say and i would put it on a, it would instantly be like a sleeping pill so i it took a few passes even to get through the first song but i have to say that the first if i could comment on this is the fact that the first time i heard this i i laughed out loud because many times and this is one of many on this is when peter Chris comes in he kind of comes in out of left field like a, the Oogie boogie man like yeah. poof like like his lyric the way he he, he hits his the the, the first uh, his first line makes me laugh and i did laugh out loud the first time i heard his uh, his vocals so uh, around, that's that, my... around that around uh, that
0: 2 minute mark too it just has that horrible <laughs> ooh, yeah
2: yeah yeah ooh yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I just uh but yeah and, and and look Peter can sing um and I just think he needs someone to work with him at least this album tells me if he produced it in his dining room um which is by the way I got that from his book so I'm not making that up uh he basically recorded the whole thing in his dining room at his house uh but but the vocal on so many of these songs and this start off here is just it's a horrible take it's 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 not totally in key he's clearly not using autotune. Uh, or any type of pitch correction. but um, And then the, the slide guitar that comes in, I, I if you're a skilled guitar player who's never played slide, that's what this sounds like. Someone who, who's played guitar, but like, you know what? I'm going to give a crack at playing slide. So better than somebody who's never played guitar a slide can do, but if you've played slide guitar, this is very, I don't know, kind of embarrassing. And the drums... <laughs> Once the music combines together, the drums just mush. And I'll hammer on this a couple times when we get through this, but that there's bad EQing. And, and as someone, I think I can speak kind of expert level on the experience of teaching yourself Pro Tools. Now, I cannot teach Pro Tools. That's not what I'm saying. But I know what it's like to fucking beat your head against the wall when you go to mix something and go well, that doesn't sound like the shit I buy, you know. And then uh, I finally had someone come in that taught me EQ settings and actually did the EQ settings that I just saved. So I don't really understand the technology, but I under- this I know what this sounds like to me. Like when everything kind of comes together and it just kind of turns into mush where no- nothing pops, uh, unless you just crank a level on something like his vocal, uh, that that just, it's somebody who's really teaching themselves pro tools.
1: Well, yes, but you're not understanding that that he was really going for uh, the the part of the the eqing was combining his orange amps with the uh, <laughs> stick free stick free pans that were in the uh, uh. Uh, dining room too and like lining them up on the wall, having it balance off of a nice uh, fresh pasta fajoule and everything that he'd cooked up i mean there's all these things you got to think about
0: you're not going to so. sully the name of your favorite guitar amp are you by suggesting <laughs> I just uh, did. Th- th- they used them on this record. <laughs> That's right. That would validate st- me and uh, crush your I theory. You yeah, can.
1: whatever. You yeah, know, know. No. but but, but, <laughs> but even 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 with um, all those things that when you when you hear this, you're you're oh, you're also thinking like, who? Even with this opening track, like, who is this album for, man? It's Anybody one for all. Me? It's for everybody, no. man. No, all for all for zero. There, I mean, there, we've there, got we've got the fact that that he has. Uh, this definitely sounds like a, a a song that was written by somebody that dropped out of school when he was twenty two. I want to know
0: at what point did they go? Did Peter look at uh, whoever he was working with here and go, "This uh,
3: you what this needs a kids choir?"
2: We got <laughs> to pray together. Uh,
3: I just want to know what parents allowed him to come into some dining room to
1: record here. <laughs> oh well, I, I think we
0: should get to the next track. What do you think? Please. Do you want to take the obvious joke here? The the second track is doesn't get any better than this. Yes, the working title was a warning.
2: Golden oldies Mm -hmm. fill my soul. Mm -hmm. Rhythm and blues and rock and roll. Let's listen now. And get carried away Carried away And find ourselves Back in the day
0: I thought this should have been the lead track. And then it's kind of some disclaimer, you know, almost like you just pulled into a cul-de-sac. And you, yes, you saw that sign that said no exit, you know, yeah,
1: no, no outlet.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, it doesn't get any better than this should have been the should have been the title of the album. It should have been the first song it, yep. uh, <laughs> and everything. I'm surprised I didn't see that in every review. This just joke sets itself up. It we, really does. You and I message it to each other. Uh
1: We we I mean the, the, it's just right there. It's it low really hanging does. fruit. <laughs> low hanging fruit. That was also the
2: uh can <laughs> <laughs> <title. laughs>
1: That would have been a great title, low hanging fruit. <laughs> Oh, man. This is the only positive I have to say in this whole album. The best part of this entire album is when the other person sings.
0: (laughs) It's called a duet, but it's really she just kind of hovering behind him on these lines. They're not really trading vocals. Sure. But it's a a singer named Jennifer C. Johnson. I actually uh, did some uh, web search looking for this woman, but when your name is Jennifer Johnson, probably change it if you're going to go into entertainment because... (laughs) <laughs> There's a few Jennifer Johnsons out there. I did, however, through uh, a website, uh, Jocelyn Herman and Associates, which is some sort of entertainment booking agency, mm. I found the Jennifer C. Johnson's resume. She even lists this working on this record uh, uh, among her television and film work. Um, Excellent. So, so here, here's some things she's done. Um, uh, Wu-Tang, an American saga on Hulu. At some point she was involved in that somehow. I don't know if she was in a, as an actress or as a, she
1: sings that no, or she- something like that. It- she was part of the Wu Tang Clan. Are
2: you yeah. me? Yeah.
0: She she played uh, um, Big Baby Jesus. Uh, oh, okay. No, I don't oh, know what she did. She th- th- this you would think it would uh, it just says featured. Uh, so I guess I don't know if that Ugh. means like a singer or something like that. She uh, sang on the uh, commercial one eight hundred limo. <laughs> she was a, a featured guest uh, routinely on Imus in the Morning. Uh, oh boy. She's she a founding member of something called Chicks with Sticks. So she does some comedy or improv or something like that, and that was uh, at some comedy festival. Uh, She's done a lot of theater work in New York City, but she has a list of skills that, that she also thinks down here. I would like to mm-hmm. bring some of these to your attention.
1: I, right. I'm already impressed with the, the, the resume so far. So yeah, I'll, I'll
0: tell you right now, um, uh, she should not be judged by her appearance on this Peter Chris record. She seems like a very talented person from what I could find out. Uh, okay. She knows how to drive a stick loose. Hey now. All right. No. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> kind of an odd thing to put on here, but you know, hey, if you need uh, someone yes. who can drive a stick, I, do you think any member of KISS can drive a stick? No. Uh, absolutely if not. anybody can, it's Paul, only because he, he's the only one who really probably was actually out there driving early enough, but uh, yeah, there's no well, way. Ace, Ace can, he
1: just doesn't know how to drive a brake. Uh, she can juggle scarves. Oh, okay. Sure. That seems a lot easier can. than they juggling totally balls, but... Uh, Hold on for a second. Juggling scarves, I think I can juggle scarves. That's what I was getting at. It's like it, it's not like be, they just float around. Yeah, you just go get coffee, come back there they are floating.
0: Okay, so some, some other things she brings to the table. Uh, she can do a Munchkin voice. That's
1: uh, a, uh, try, this is my best Munchkin voice. Hey. Uh,
0: this is my Munchkin
1: voice too.
0: All right, well we can. Uh, can you? Hey, how about this? Let's go. Let's see which. How many of these we can both do? So I can drive a stick. How about you? uh yeah it's been a while but yeah okay all right so we're we're both check yeah all right uh we i i have never juggled scarves but i'm gonna put it that i can ascots i can juggle ascots <laughs> and i think we both just proved we're excellent munchkin voicers Ruff. how about ice skating can you ice
1: skate i can all right that's uh four for four roller skating baby if i can ice skate you can roller skate how about rollerblading I- both, let's not say. I put both of those in my skill set, yes.
0: And I I, I know you to be able to ski, so we can both ski. Mm-hmm. All what right. What about uh, general swimming?
1: <laughs> what is general swimming? Just basically not drowning? Yeah, I guess. Yes. All yes. right. I could do all four strokes, bro.
0: So um, I guess we should contact this agency and let them uh, know that we uh, they can start booking us for work, too. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, she seems to at least, you know uh, as a behind-the-scenes kind of person, have a pretty successful career. I mentioned that because I think her vocal on here is horrible. Uh, now, I, I don't think it's her, though. I, I, I think because I'm starting to think that two songs in, my, my initial thought is probably can't judge any of the musician's performances on this record. I'm guessing this is a horrible setup. It's hard to hear yourself, hard to monitor, and she was probably in key to begin with, but then when Peter started, well, she was probably in key with the track, but not with Peter. Because Peter's just a little off key, and nobody ever took care of that. So, and also uh, listing off the members of the Beatles uh, is—we should make a rule that is not count as writing lyrics.
1: Doesn't get better than this. It Summarized. does not.
0: It does not. Do you have anything to add besides Jen's resume? <laughs> no, I think that, all due respect, easy. Jen. It seems like you got—you actually uh, have a lot going for you. So, I—I uh, I don't want to trash her too bad because I think I think it's unfair.
1: Oh, it absolutely is unfair. I mean. Uh, to a fellow, to a fellow ice skater, we don't want to be insulting. Right, right. Yes, yeah,
0: so us Munchkin voicers need to
1: stick together. But, that's right. <laughs> I love it. That's the most random thing. I want to just have that. Is if you have a job application, <laughs> you list those thirteen things you have to have as a minimum requirement. Oh man,
0: yeah. You know what? If, uh, we, we should like. Uh, we, we should like put on a, an, our own like want ad for an employee and then come yeah. up with the qualifications that we need that person to meet. And Those are definitely on there. Mm-hmm. If I need you to drive a stick to take me to go skiing or ice skating and do a Munchkin voice on the way, those all have to happen.
1: That is correct.
0: Uh, well, the next song, uh, track three, is Last Night.
2: Last night I could feel it was over Your kisses were much colder, did you think I couldn't see, all the years must count for something. The one thing yeah. that was yeah.
1: Some sort of flamenco yeah. piece of shit. I don't know. What do you got here? Well, first off, we're three tracks in, and every bit of musicianship on here is, uh, you're talking about the resume we we're talking about. It sounds like a resume of somebody doing background karaoke tracks. Yeah, I'm talking about those karaoke tracks that are, you know, the cover music because you, you can't use the original track. It sounds like somebody that, that is, can function on guitar. They can do like you said, can do the slide guitar, they, they can do all these elements, but do them really like can you play guitar? Yes, and, and get through it. Ish. <laughs> yes. Right? I play guitar-ish. Yeah, ish. <laughs> Everything is ish. And, and, and things like that. And and again, I'm three tracks in here and, and I am yearning. Like like I am thinking this now, I actually am not gonna be too critical about Paul and Gene for for writing a song for Peter called i finally found my way which was fucking horrible yeah uh almost as a prank to him but that i'm gonna I'm, I'm just i don't want to be a spoiler that song is a frigging masterpiece <laughs> compared to anything else on this this is this is like well I at least the vocals found... recorded properly yeah all that stuff that everything here is is a shittier version of i finally found my way a- and and it makes me yearn for you know all of Peter Chris's solo album uh, in 1978 too, and we, you know, and, and we selected none of those songs for what we thought would be a, a an actual uh, uh, solid album. But all of those songs are better than than any of these songs. Would you agree? Oh, right?
0: Yeah, I, I I personally really like the 78 solo album by Peter. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. None of those songs would fit on a Kiss record, but it, it for that record they were it was smooth and consistent. And I like it much better than anything I've heard from the Soul Station project that Paul's doing right now. So I'm not a hater of that record or that kind of music. So far in, we have not had a good song though. You have a string arrangement on this one, uh, courtesy of Cassio. There is not <laughs>
1: who's, who's the who's the musician?
0: Uh, Cassio. <laughs> Oh Yamaha! <laughs> no, that's too expensive. Uh, oh, I don't, okay, sorry. I, I'm I'm not hearing Yamaha quality keys. uh right. putting these strings together—that's uh, fair. That's not a good melody, and frankly, it's it's, it's another bad vocal recording. Even like. Even as weak as a song is, he's not performing it very well either is what I'm getting at there. I'm starting to think now why Zeus from Shout Out Loudcast got so defensive about Peter when he like released that karaoke video of him at home recently singing Don't You Let Me Down. I'd rather listen to Peter sing karaoke in some bouncy ballroom in his, or room in his house to that song than anything I've heard so far.
1: I like Peter Chris as a singer. Like, oh yeah, like when he when he used to sing back in the day. I mean, Black, the reason that Black Diamond is amazing is because of him. He is, you know, those raspy vocals he had. He, even his the songs that I was just dropping a line from. I dropped out of school when I was twenty two. The just stupid lyrics and everything like that. Still, Hooligan. His voice sounds great on it. Yeah, Baby Driver, dumb dumb song. Still, I like Baby glass, Driver. Rock. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But 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 the whole thing is doesn't matter how much you, you put hate on him. He's got a cool. Voice, It really know, does. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I think you underutilized in Kiss, probably to the egos of a couple guys in, in the band. And then once Ace started singing, it was even less room for him. But uh, because he does, he look. I mean, I, I really can't stand Beth, but it's a great vocal. Uh, I, I've never really complained about his vocal recordings when he's had someone properly recording him. His his, yeah. I like Out of Control better than uh, Let Me Rock You. As far as his post Kiss stuff. But uh, even those, it's not too bad. I mean, uh, he's recorded well is all I'm getting at. I think the guy can sing, but he needs somebody in there that has an ear and knows when it's not good. And I don't think he had
1: that here. No, but the other part about it is is the fact that...
0: Vinny Poncho uh, was not going to work in his dining room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know that part that's kind of unbelievable where, where Paul says that, that he doesn't understand the difference between a verse... And uh, a chorus yeah. or a bridge or whatever like that. I kind of believe it on this <laughs> album, though, with some of these crazy-ass arrangements, right? I don't know. I've seen Paul
0: look at Peter and say, let's take it from the chorus, and they all pick up at the right spot. I think Peter knows what a fucking chorus is.
1: Now, does he know how to write one? There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he writes He writes like a drummer.
0: Yeah, th- there really is nothing to this song, like I said. It's just, I don't know, they're going for some kind of flamenco thing. but uh... Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, let's let's power through this. this yeah, all right. Thing. Up next is what a difference a day Make, and not when you're listening to this record. What
2: a difference they make. Twenty-four little hours brought the sun and the flowers.
0: Uh, now we get Universal Lounge Singer Pete. by the two thousands. You could get a solid piano tone out of almost any keyboard, even a cheap Casio, right? This does. This sounds like a really cheap fucking piano, key, you know, effect on a keyboard. It's just like I just again. Does anybody sit down and listen and go like Pete? This sounds like garbage. You're you're a professional musician. Do you really want to put this out there? He's like, yeah. Oh my god! And and it, it the the fucking keyboard sounds out of tune. Everything is just played poorly. Is this is this supposed to be fucking smooth jazz? It's it's one of many songs on here that just go nowhere. I I imagine this is how a posthumous rapper's album is made. You know, where it's just like ah fuck it. Just you got this rap track, and now we're just going to kind of create some shitty music underneath it.
1: And put it out, sure. And also, what I also enjoy is, is the uh, first of many themes of rain and stormy yeah. uh, days. Yeah. Because uh, here, here's a man that, that it seems like half of his older songs involve rain. Yeah, uh, I Can't Stop the Rain. Can't, he can't stop it through. He can't stop writing about the rain on this on this album. So Where There Used to Be Rain, my yesterday was Blue Deer, uh, Stormy Nights. I mean, this is like, they're just a, oof. i'm trying at this point even during this 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 show this is as i feared where i am actually just it it is painful to both speak about and, and and to listen to and uh i have nothing else to say about this song what's really bad about this album is is for me it's difficult to find something funny on here because it's it's so it's it's just it's just there it's like here's another song it was like the other songs, and it also sucked and it went nowhere.
0: Well, again, we get the Casio strings. Um, This is probably the closest thing to a good song so far, but uh, that's probably only by comparison, but um, maybe I liked it, too, because it was so short.
1: Mm. You talking about hope, or what a difference day makes?
0: I guess I skipped to hope. (laughs) Yes, you did. See, that's (laughs) that's my point. Well, well, let's uh, skip from that to Faces in the Crowd.
2: To lift me up when things got bad, the road gets lonely. You were there to get me by
3: the good and the bad. The time that we share.
0: The digital copy I bought from Amazon, the official release, they call this
1: Faces in the Ground. Thank you. that's what i was to saying. and I was like, and when I first saw the title, I was like, "What the hell does that mean? Does it mean dead bodies? Does that mean anything like that? So faces? yeah, that's amazing that's faces in the ground. I'm glad you had that too because that's what I have as well
0: do you have anything on the lyrics because to me this is uh this is right out of the old ace freely pat yourself on the back type of thing here. It's like he's talking about the fans that have you know you know, you know given him his career, but it's like the way he phrases it kind of comes off like. You know, oh, I, when you heap praise upon my greatness that I so deserve, it, I'm really glad I'm able to give that ability for you to give me praise. Kind of, that's yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like you know, when as a legendary drummer, I'm just glad that I people can enjoy my legend. Yeah. you know, it's this just, is... uh, and I love that crowd and reverb. You talk about fucking bad EQing. I guarantee that was the free reverb package that comes with Pro Tools. That they did not use a, a high end reverb. It and also because it's poorly EQ'd, it just turns into mush. Um and I you know, when so when they're probably recording the vocal it sounds fine, and then when they dump the crowd in it's fine. But when they mix all that with the music, it sounds like fucking shit and they go, This is pretty good. Let's master
1: it. What I think was was great was this is inspired by uh uh when they when you know, when when they thought Peter was homeless. So that was his inspiration. <laughs> uh, when the paper said I was down and out, you were there to understand. And I got a right. guest appearance on Oprah Winfrey was the uh, Donahue. The Do- I'm sorry, Donahue. That's right. Donahue. <laughs> and, uh, Don't faces. sully the name of Oprah. But I really I really was pissed off the fact that this actually was not faces in the ground because yeah. I thought it was gonna be talking about dead people or, yeah. or stuff like that and things were gonna take a dark turn but unfortunately it's just it's just the uh the kiss track we are one with a head injury.
0: Basically <laughs>
1: <laughs> um well I was looking
0: forward to the next track probably the most and I would say it did Ooh, yes. not
3: disappoint. Isn't it rich are we
2: a pair? Me here at last on the ground You in the dead.
3: Where are the clowns? Isn't it bliss? Don't you approve
2: one who keeps tearing around One who can move Where are the clouds Sending clouds Just when I stop Opening doors Finally knowing The one that I wanted Was yours
3: Making my entrance again
2: My usual plan
3: Sure of my life Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, a, it's mean, a Stephen yeah. Sod- Sodheim song, wrote like 80 years ago. Right.
1: So, so, so the lyrical content of this. Let's take out Peter Chris. When was this like a way of describing things in your in the in the the world? Right. Like uh, because the, clearly Peter is not aware of like the
0: changing overall view of clowns in the <laughs> last 30, 40 years. Right. They are not like signs of joy. <laughs> You know what I mean? They, they, they scare people. They're typically the the main character in a horror movie. If they're in any get any work at all nowadays. Uh, uh, so, yeah, the, 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 the context doesn't really relate in 2007. That was intended when it was written, like I said, in 1841.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 so, so if I understand this, because this is the first time I've ever heard this song. I've heard of the title of the song and instantly from even the title, I think somehow throughout my life, I've just avoided it. But so, so just so everybody understands out there. So send in the clowns means basically things are going so great that now it's time to send in the clowns because this is euphoria.
0: Well, the, the message here is, like, things aren't, you know, what I need is to be cheered up right now. We need to be happier. This, I, was this written, like, during the Great Depression? I know it's old, but, like, send in the clowns and make us smile. Let's let's all kind of just enjoy life for a moment, you know, because it's also very... Um, I don't know, melancholic in in, in how it's delivered. He's not taking a new slant on it. This is how the song has always been performed that I've seen. But, um, I mean, if if Sinatra did it, it wouldn't surprise me. Tony Bennett's probably played it. Uh, Like I said, uh, seeing it probably on variety shows in the 70s is where my head would go with it. Uh, Like I mentioned, Liza Minnelli, maybe. I got to believe (laughs) that she's... Bette Mittler's probably fucking sung this thing. Uh,
1: Barry Manilow. I can almost see like Doc McGee using this as almost like a rallying cry before he sends Kiss on the stage,
0: <laughs> where they do that little high five and the uh...
1: yeah the high five and stuff like sending the clowns. I mean that's that, I mean in the subtext you kind of think clown makeup kiss. I mean do, do do you think that had anything to do with it? And then he tried he just
2: <laughs> I or you think well you I do think, think uh, looks that it deep.
0: was a bad choice for many reasons and one of it being that you were a member of Kiss who put on you know makeup that could be you know called clown it has been definitely called clownish um yeah. over the years by somebody i imagine paul stanley um using this at like dinner parties to to bash peter you
1: know to people like is this this horrible
0: you will fucking believe this
1: listen to this yeah, so this is the part where when his vocals come in this is another part time that i laughed out loud like i was listening to a comedy <laughs> because he does he does come in like the oogie boogie man like one of those uh, old halloween, yeah, halloween sure. songs where all just out of it it's the timing of it i'm not sure if it's just because it's all off key but almost like when he starts singing is not when he th- he should be start start to sing on that on that uh on the music so it's like startles you
0: well, so. I, I wanted to talk about Will Lee a little bit in, in, in context of this song. <laughs> now, he played on played on five tracks, uh, yeah. and apparently Peter claims to be close friends with Paul Schaefer, and that's how they hooked the whole thing up. But he says, but Will's a pro, he has a fee, and we paid it. But when he was packing up, uh, he said, hey, I heard that rendition of uh, you're doing of Send in the Clowns. I'll do that one for free. Now... <laughs> Now, okay. you probably didn't notice it because you didn't know this story, but you know what you won't hear on this song? What's that? Bass. Yeah. There's no bass guitar. <laughs> no. Yeah, so he did do it for free. He left the room and said, go ahead and,
1: and use what I didn't record. I mean, part of the uh, lyrics is losing my timing this late in my career. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> Spot I, I- on. <laughs> Apparently, Sending the Clowns is uh, Sondheim's most popular and recorded song as well. uh, Well, yeah, probably.
0: I mean, it's like I said, uh, I looked up the list of people who have done it and it's fucking endless. Um, But yeah, did did you find out what year it was written?
1: 1973, which I would have thought this came out in 1940s. Yeah, Uh, not as old as I thought
0: it was, but still, I don't know, whatever. Good on you, Pete. Oh, let's get to the next track. Where uh, we only got a handful left here. Let's see if we can get get through all of them. Now, I was listening to this while driving, so sleeping, falling asleep while listening to it uh, became problematic after a while. Um, yes. So, thankfully, "Sending the Clowns" at least didn't. <laughs> there's some comedic value to it, so I, I I was able to stay awake for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the next track, "Falling All Over Again."
2: Okay. is all that really matters. Honey, you are the best thing in my life. We have it all, you and me. All of our dreams are free. We have it all. We can stop uh,
0: Another contender for it. Eh, not that bad. But again, I think a lot of that is just by comparison, you know. Um, this is the the bluesy one? Yeah, and it, it, it's probably the cleanest recorded track. It's got a decent mix, and the vocals on it are okay. And probably for the first time, the drums sound all right. But then you get to the guitar solo, which really has that harpsichord effect that brought me, honestly, back to God Bless the Children of the Beast from Shout at the Devil. <laughs> Okay then. It's kind of a weird thing to throw into this. It's like you finally kind of get where you're going here, and then there's like bam, some oddball fucking thing that doesn't fit. Um, and again, I don't think you have proper direction. Peter is not a guy. Like he says it himself, he prefers to not be the guy, and mm-hmm. probably because he knows he can't be the guy. You know, when he's bo- when he's the boss, nobody shows up. But
1: anyway, understood. Uh, I've got nothing. I've got just just the fact that this is another like a uh, uh, guitar solo or, or whatnot that just sounds like a guy that that uh, hey play some blues and right kind of like yeah. mechanically goes through it. It's kind of uh, uh, maybe Tommy Thayer played on it. That's a good one. Yeah, it's just it, an emulator. It, again, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I uh, it, it, just 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 painful and again I, I'm like who is this album for? Who is this marketed for? This is like the same thing as the the country artists. Uh, album uh, of Mo- the Motley Crue country artists. Like, who exactly is this for? Is this for the country artists that wants a Motley Crue? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. It's
0: well, I, I, I think the answer is probably you know this is Occam's razor. You're overthinking it. Um, Kiss fans are, are gullible, and uh, that's who it's for. It's for Kiss fans because they'll buy anything. Uh, okay. I literally just set up by buy it used. What, what kind of sucker but, am I? I think the album's horrible, and I might pick it up.
1: That's more of a. I think that's even less a Kiss fan thing and more of a completionist uh, obsessive compulsiveness. Yeah,
0: I, I, my therapist has been saying the same thing for years. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll get to the next track. Here is called "Whisper." Um, we get Beatnik Pete now.
2: I was lying. Get up.
1: He's branching out, baby. You know, one thing too is 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 that is that you know on the solo album it was also shocking the fact that he didn't play drums on it. I thought that was so weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And this one he actually does play drums on it, so doesn't help. No.
0: Um. At at times, like when the when the toms would get muddy, I wonder if that was the whole noodle arm Pete problem because you know. But I really think it was just more of the recording and probably more of the mixing and eqing. That caught because sonically this record just turns into mush all over the place where you know you, it's hard to pick out the elements of what's being played.
1: I gotta tell you too though that though that at this point I can only imagine that Peter's wife is getting slightly pissed off the fact that there's a fucking drum kit in the goddamn dining room <laughs> blocking up everything all this all these cords laying around. This is the studio that 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 they're having in the, in their home. This is a man. Yeah, I mean, that did you not from, have a
0: fucking basement or a yeah, a, any kind of a, any other room to fucking do this in? I mean, that, I, I, that's the other thing too. I don't know, I don't know physically what the layout is, but just you, you want kind of a dead room for the
1: most part, uh, especially if you're recording everything in there. Jesus, fuck! I want to see pictures. I I want to see evidence that this was actually a dining room, a converted <laughs> dining room. This was all just everything was done on Casio
0: next next to the the sofa while watching TV.
1: No, I'm just I, you know every single album usually has on the inner sleeve like pictures of yeah. of the studio where it was recorded. Well, every it, album since you don't have the well, a lot of them do some you know? <laughs> some and everything like that will show that or at least there'll be some evidence yeah. of that the making of up to that you know uh, I'm sure Force put out a huge PR release. Uh, prior to this album coming out showing, showing the dining room setup. I, I'm just curious about this.
0: I think Megaforce uh, gave it its proper due um, mm-hmm. as far as uh, it, it, they definitely promoted it as much as it deserved to be. Um, but back to the track Whisper, this is sort of a Planet Caravan meets a Sinatra impersonator, not Sinatra himself. Um, I love the line. Thinking about this and that As a matter of fact just delivered beautifully. <sighs> I f- the next track was one that uh, the one review, the official review said this was if there's a standout track, it was this one. Uh, it's a part behind the hands. Ooh, yeah. Ooh.
2: There's a heart behind these hands. There's a soul. Beneath these clothes There's a story behind These empty eyes No one wants to know But if you have the time to listen Then you might understand That in your very life Lies in the hands of faith Like the heart behind These hands
0: We're going back to the lounge, and I disagree with that guy. This is so fucking. This is. Everything is bad again. It's like a bad recording of the singer. Uh, bad vocal track, is all I mean. Muddy ass drums. Uh, love is your command. Uh, it's just. I think Pete thought. Uh, I think Pete thought the wedding song, wedding singer, was a drama and not a comedy. When I hear this, I think I think of that movie.
1: Well, for me, this instantly made this is another one that I laughed out loud <laughs> because of these lines. These lines: "There's a heart behind these hands. There's a soul. There's a soul beneath these clothes." I, it, just just take this down. That right there. That lyric is so bad. It's like. It's like there's there's a dong beneath these drawers. Oh, there's there's a yeah. there's a there's a taint behind this sack. Oh, I mean, keep yeah. going here. Where, where is this um, going? Exactly? There's a butthole behind this Dingleberry. Oh, <laughs> there my yeah. go. Like, just, I mean, I just there's a soul behind these clothes. Hey, you oh, know what? The
0: March Madness. If nothing else, uh, I've it got me to say Dingleberry twice
1: now. Oh, uh, so. yeah. See? Exactly. Thank you. Pete. Right there. And then it goes sideways. It goes. I once had me a fortune teller tell me about my life. She said, "If no one's ever loved you, child, then everyone pays the price." Oh yeah. What? Yeah. What is that? For- what is that fortune? That is to, that I'm fortune to... teller is confusing as fuck. That's not tarot cards. That word vomit anything. is tough to follow there. Uh, it really is. Uh, love is all we live for. It's God's one and only plan.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: Huh? Uh, what? I, I'm just, just it's Tony Robbins. But, Explain the pandemic, but, uh, then Pete. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on, man. It's uh, the heart, but, but but again, heart behind these hands. What does that even mean? Is it? Is he? A, is he a? Uh, is this a, a craftsman? Is this? Is his hands just happen to be on his chest at the time? I don't even understand that lyric.
0: Do you? Uh, I don't. I don't. The whole thing is kind of mishmashy. If anything, it's kind of confusing because up to this point, it's just been like cliche titles. Faces yeah. in the crowd. See, so like, Peter would never come up with faces in the ground. But heart behind these
1: hands. I don't,
0: what is he? Is See he me? holding, him like, his hands over his heart? Or
1: I... Right, right there. But, but also, I'm thinking this is, like, the ballad that, this is the song that, uh, uh, someone that does manual labor a lot. Like, for example, this sounds like a song that was written by somebody that used to be a microwave repairman. Or a an oven cleaner. Oh, yeah, maybe
0: that's what the one reviewer ovens. was talking about. Like a used car salesman with no experience went home one night when he was drunk
1: and recorded an album. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. <laughs> like he's working he's working hard and listen. You there's know what? Guy. I can
0: fucking sing.
2: I fucking yeah, there's, killed there's a it
0: heart. at karaoke last yeah. night. I'm gonna fucking go home and make a record.
1: I just sold that fucking used Miata. Oh, I'm fucking yeah. I'm on top of the world. There's a heart behind this this hard work that I am doing. That's the ballad, the ballad of the uh, of the oven cleaner.
0: I don't think Peter's worked that hard in his life, other than touring. Well,
1: I'm sorry, that's Eric Carr. Eric Carr was a uh, former oven cleaner.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, maybe Eric Carr wrote this and uh, Peter stole it.
1: Mm-hmm. See, I'm going deep there. That is pretty deep. I like that. Good job. You're welcome.
0: All right. Well, let's get to the next song, mm-hmm. Memories.
2: When I Life is too short So make a new start And I'm always gonna hold you So close So close to me Close to me And I'm always gonna give you All that I have So hold on tight To all your memories so close, so close to me, close
1: to me. This song is about remembering shit. This, this gives me a warm, tender glow. It comes over me. Harmonies, melodies, and memories.
0: Again, the music kicks in and everything just turns to mush. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah. fucking, you know, nice job mixing.
1: And, and this lists him as a co-writer on every single song here, except for the clowns course uh (laughs) i'm not sure if he did the music i don't know if he did the yeah it's him and his guitarist guy yeah he had a guy um
0: staying with him while he recorded it uh who kind of basically spearheaded the project and uh, i think he flew in from japan to live with peter for a few years uh they recorded this from like 2004 till up till its release but um so really productive the fact that it took you three years to record 12 horrible songs um, and record them poorly, like it did, you know. And but that might be why some of them sound so different. They recorded so many years apart. They got a little bit better, and maybe moved some stuff in the dining room to a different spot. And now it sounds a little different. You know, it's like uh. like having your microphone turned the wrong direction. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, can, just to, to liven it up, can I just read some other lyrics? Yeah, give it, give it to us, man. Okay, now please. Uh, let's, let's just, instead of talking about these lyrics, let's just talk about these. My granny, she says I was a hooligan, running around like a fool again. I went down to the candy store. If I had a nickel, I'd buy some more. Your thoughts?
0: Well, uh, I would appreciate hearing that right now as opposed to uh, what's coming up here. But
1: Okay, what about the, I got a 35 Chevy on a 55 frame. How <laughs> shit is <he's> that car? <laughs> <laughs> ah. This is nineteen seventy seventy six or seventy seven. He's got a, a nineteen thirty-five Chevy on a fifty-five frame.
0: You know, he's not being literal. He's talking about a kind of character, a type of person who would be known oh, as yes. a hooligan.
1: Okay. He wouldn't go but to again, school again. I just I just I've never understood that that whole thing.
0: Well what he does he, he, no, uh, no he took a thirty five Chevy and but he dropped it on a fifty five frame.
1: Right, but in 1976. Yeah, well, we, he, we don't
0: know what year the story is. He never really, uh, oh. he never gets to that.
1: So. Okay, okay. okay. Nothing else? Not, let's, let's move on.
0: All right, well, the, the album closes mercifully with uh, the track Space Ace.
2: Have you ever been like a sky flying above above highways still trapped in the sky
0: Which is supposedly a diss track peter go listen to john lennon how do you sleep if you want to learn learn how to write a fucking diss track man listen to something that, that like you know that fucking knows how to do this you know what i mean because this is this is one of the worst diss tracks i've ever heard in my life so yeah apparently um uh he he was uh, uh ace, he felt was a bit of a backstabber uh, in his last few years with Kiss, and uh, and why?
1: Why uh, don't you elaborate on that? Maybe that's more interesting than any other. My memory is album. that I think
0: Ace found they had the same manager, uh, uh, and Ace uh, got ten grand to show more than Peter did, and Ace told got him it. that he was getting the same as Peter,
1: so he lied to him. Ah, well, that would be, explain the Have you ever been locked in a spaceship and lost and lost in all your lies because you got twenty grand and I only got ten k? Now that lyric makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Yeah, and then Tommy Thayer got 50. Fuck that. I did that on purpose. Have you ever been flying high above the highways? How would you use high twice in the same line? Why aren't, why aren't you saying at least roads or things like that? Yeah, that yeah. is a bad lyric. I think and, he's uh, trying to be... Actually, I think that's a stab at being clever. High in the highways. Well, all I can tell you is that I think I I summarized this pretty well when I my first time I heard that, and that is that this sounds like... Like a really bad David Bowie impersonation, (laughs) and then and then it ends randomly with a minute and a half uh, uh, porn music outro. (laughs) And what a great record closer, too, huh? Well, yeah, just yeah I mean what's going on on this I mean it never even talk says- about cheap
0: effects too They, I, I bet you almost all the effects they got they like downloaded from some like you know uh, illegal site and got some free download or it was like a, a trial run like hey you get the full effect for 50 bucks but here's the, the sample of it for free uh, and they just downloaded it and threw it on there
1: but my favorite on this, this, this is that they have a reverse echo, and that is that he you start hearing what he's about to say yeah. in an echoey sound first, and then like the lyrics are like lost in the sky. It'll start like lost in the sky. lost in the sky. It's like it goes that direction with the two in the left hand and the right hand to mm-hmm. hear his lyrics. Yeah, did you it, notice that? I did. But it's
0: it's again it's 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 a really fucking cheap. River you know, there, there there's versions of these things that are higher quality that, that process it at, at a much more proper rate for a professional recording. This is like doing something if you're a YouTuber.
1: Yes. Uh, this is
0: the free you know, package of uh, effects you get with GarageBand.
1: I do like the fact that in the lyrics it actually says, the beauty is the truth. You can look it into your eyes, and it says, parentheses, monkey noise and ack. Those are some deep jokes there. <laughs> no, it says that it says that in the lyrics. It says parentheses. I don't remember a monkey noise. Do you?
0: I don't know, but uh,
1: maybe it just got lost in the mix. Maybe so, and then it says parentheses to jam out, and that's the porno music. I don't even remember
0: that part either. This 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 is a very forgettable record. Thank mercifully, maybe I should say thankfully that that I won't have to worry about uh, any of these earworms getting stuck in my head a month from now. Um, nope. That there you go, people. That is uh, the March Badness album of twenty twenty one this is largely a project of somebody latching on to peter and kind of just taking advantage of a guy who really doesn't know better you know i, I to me he needs pros he needs leadership and, and he needs he's a performer not a creator and and i think I don't know, maybe at now he... I think in 2007, he probably could have released a good record, even if it was all ballads. He could have done something quality of his first uh, solo album if he had had the right people around him. I'm guessing that either he just wasn't willing to sacrifice that kind of personal investment that it would have taken, or there just wasn't that level of interest, and this was his only path. But the person that uh, that ended up writing a lot of this stuff with him, that uh, this... Uh, charles kipps and and mike mclaughlin i think is the one who lived in his house uh i just think he took advantage of pete a little bit and there was no real effort into this and it says it was mastered by george marino but this is this does not sound mastered but uh again i don't think they gave him much to work with if he did master it he might have just got it so basically when you listen to the first song to the next song they all level out about the same way and that was the best he could do I'd like to thank everybody who participated in uh, in the March Badness brackets and, and and voted. I'm sorry, I did have a few listeners turn in their brackets. I'll try to pull those together and see if I can come up with some sort of winner there. But only a handful of people did them. Uh, so thanks f- thanks to those who actually filled them out and t- turned them in. We'll try to kind of come up with some sort of at least mention of who would have won and 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 what the scores would have been here in a, in a future episode.
1: I just didn't have that prepared for today. There's a lot of terrible, terrible out. Output from the uh, Kiss members as far as solo, yep. uh, their solo output. But this is by far the worst one as far as forgettable. You can say that things are awful. I can rag on Ace's stuff. Uh, a lot of his output, you know, obviously Gene Simmons' asshole album and things like that. But there's always on all those, there's usually one or two things where you're like, okay, yeah, that was at least an attempt, or <laughs> there was some kind of, yeah, like, I get what they were trying to do, and did it wrong. Well, here, there's, there's, there's even nothing. moments
0: like, 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 let's say, Anomaly. I think um, Outer Space is a killer track. Um, yeah. The uh, I like the song Black something. Tongue from Simmons, uh, mm-hmm. uh, asshole record. So, yeah, there's usually something that you're like, well, I don't think the record's that good, but there's a couple tracks at least. There was nothing that latched on, other than like to laugh at how bad some of it was. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you want, Pete? <laughs> And then he would yeah. not do a damn thing for the next 10 years and then have a a a concert saying he was retiring. From what?
1: Well, let's think about the fact too that 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 uh my my main question is where's Cat number 2? Yeah, that that was a
0: much better record. Uh, yeah. You know what, compared to a lot of the Kiss solo stuff, that Chris Cat one is one of the better ones. Uh I guess it's better than most of the freeliest comet shit, sure. Yeah.
1: I don't know what else to say. It's better than just, Peter's uh, other shit. I feel that I've been locked in a spaceship for far too long. <laughs> Let's uh, get out of here. Yeah
0: man, this is uh this has been I'd say this has been fun, but uh, this is uh well, this is always fun, but uh, this was a little tougher than uh I even think some of our other march badnesses, so uh but hey. The, the voters have spoken. So th- have. this is what the voters wanted. So this is what they
2: get. Rock's not dead. But send in the clouds. The ball is hit. There you are. You're running for your life. You a Shooting Star and all the years. No one knows with the hard you worked. But now it's yours. One shining moment you knew you were alive Feel the beat of your heart, feel the wind in your face It's more than a contest, it's more
0: So I, I kind of know what he's saying, but, you know, Jesus could have used that kind of help, you know, a couple thousand years ago. You know what I mean? Like, why well, I, I have to die for everybody. You know, um, that joke didn't land. Uh, <laughs> what do you got on this one, man?
3: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football